Shalom, 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 wonderful saints, shalom this evening. Shalom at this time. I know so many people, they are right very deep in their sleep. But it is the time for me to really enter the courtroom of heaven and uh, trusting God for something so wonderful that is going to take place. Hallelujah. I'd like to greet everyone this morning. You can be surprised, it's the 12th midnight in South Africa. We are recording down in Johannesburg. This is the live recording on this platform, Love of Jesus Christ. Shalom. And um, meaning peace, prosperity, greatness, success be upon you. Prophet Stephen, we have entered a, a decade or we have entered a, a season that I can tell you we have entered a new era in history. We are called that when David gathered his men for war in Ziklag, the tribe of Issachar was described as those who understood the times and knew what to do in first chronicles chapter 12 verse 32 in the same sense tonight or right at 12 midnight in south african time and i don't know what is other time in where you are listening maybe rustenberg has a different time but I want to tell you, we need to know times. We need to know seasons. Issachar anointing is that necessarily to maneuver through today's world crisis. And uh, I believe the year that we are in is the year 2020. Is the year of challenge. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you right for this night. To those that are listening today, I want to come to you with a story. And uh, that is written in the Bible. The Bible includes some stories that seem downright strange. I don't know whether have you ever read something in scripture and wondered how on earth it applies to our lives today. The Old Testament book of 2 Kings, 
contains a story so Akiak, it seems unlikely that we could relate to it nowadays at the time the story took place the nation of syria was warring against israel every time the king of syria planned an attack Israel's king will somehow find out about these plans and uh, will twite them. Exaberated, the Syrian king declared there must have been a spy in his ranks and demanded to know who it was. His servant informed him that there was indeed a spy. But he wasn't from Syria. Instead, the informant was the prophet Elisha, who had been receiving visions of the king's secret plans directly from God and then relaying the information to Israel's king. May you be that man that will receive the great plans of your enemy before they are revealed. May you be that somebody that will hear things that are spoken in secret in the bedrooms, in the secret places. May you be that person that will hear when the enemy is planning is planning about you. Now listen to the story of Prophet Elisha in Israel. As you can imagine, the king of Syria did not take the news well. One morning, as the prophet Elisha and his servant got up, they encountered a very troubling situation. When the servant of God rose early in the morning and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? I am reading from the book of 2 Kings, chapter 6, verse 15. Elisha and his servant were going about their regular daily lives when suddenly they were surrounded by one of the greatest armies in the ancient world, the Syrian army. Hallelujah. The imbalance of the situation seems almost comical. What were two people against an entire army? I want to tell you tonight, the Lord will reveal to you the plans that your enemy is planning against you before even he can be able to start. The Lord will reveal things that the enemy will say about you before it can move. Hallelujah. 
I said tonight we are praying for financial breakthrough. We are praying against an enemy that it attacks and surrounds you in such a way that you do not know how to move. Let me get back to the story of Elisha. When, when Elisha wakes up and the, and the servant, they found that there is this enemy that has surrounded them. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Elisha and his servant were going about their regular daily lives when suddenly they were surrounded by one of the greatest armies in the ancient world, the Syrian army. The imbalance of the situation seems almost comical. What were the two people against an entire army? When Elisha's servant looked at the Syrian chariots and horses surrounding him, he cried out in the despair at their seemingly hopeless scenario. They were gathered, they were surrounded, the darkness was all over them. Hallelujah. As we go through the story of this man, it is easy to think that is interesting enough, but what is the application for me today? I don't have a hostile army forming a siege cycle around my home. Hallelujah. You and I may not be staring down an enemy force from a foreign country, but we do face seemingly hopeless circumstances every day. We are dealing with finances tonight. We chose this time. We chose the midnight hour. We chose this time. We chose this level. We chose this time that the doors of heaven will open up for our financial breakthrough. We chose this time that Paul and Silas, they woke up and they praised God. The Bible says, as they were praising God, then the gates were open, the prisons were open, the darkness that was covering them, then it was opened. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Praise Jesus. In 2 Kings chapter 6, the dynamics of discouragement are almost perfectly on display. Like Elisha and his seven, we sometimes find ourselves surrounded by difficulties. And that is when the seventh question becomes our question. What shall we do? We share the same problems. We are blind to the bigger picture. The darkness is hovering all over us. We are unable to see. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The danger of discouragement, saints, is that discouragement is a liar. And the danger is that sometimes these lies are hard to spot because of their sophisticated packaging. The danger of discouragement is that it is lying. The danger of lacking finances at that moment 
It makes us to be discouraged. And these dangers, they become sophisticated. These dangers, they become the dangers that we cannot stand them. These dangers, they become so sophisticated. And we ask ourselves, can we be able to stand this? The servant was with Prophet Elisha. And the servant was discouraged. Hallelujah. The distorted lies of discouragement come to us like a wolf in the sheep's clothing. The distorted lies of the discouragement, they cover us like the darkness when it covered the whole earth. Elisha's servant looked and only saw. And Elisha said, I'm not going to address this one, but I will talk to my father. Hallelujah. The distorted lies of discouragement comes to us like a wolf in the sheep's clothing. They are clothed in half-truth because they only get part of the picture right here. Here is where the story of Elisha's servant and the Syrian army makes its most powerful input. The servant was right about the reasons to lose heart. There was an army of reasons to be discouraged. Literally an army of reasons that makes us not to, 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 be, to be encouraged. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Praise mighty God. Praise Jehovah. Praise him right now. Praise God at this moment. Right at this time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to Jesus. Glory to the King of Kings. Glory to the mighty God. Glory to him. Listen to me. The servant can see, can understand, but little does he know that the discouragement is a liar. The servant of Elisha is so discouraged. The servant only saw only the half story. This is what most of the time happens to us. We only see the half story. Elisha told his, you know, his despondent servant to look at their circumstances again. He needed to be confronted with the full truth so he will be dis he will be standing and he wouldn't be discouraged by the half truth because the discouragement it comes and it tells us the half truth 
Let me tell you. Right now, you need the full truth. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Elisha looks at the servant, and Elisha looks at the army that is in front of them. And Elisha says, no, this is going to be the half truth that this person will see. In 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 16 to 17, Elisha says, do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, oh Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. Let it be light. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let it be light. So the Lord, Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. That is 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 16 to 17. Discouragement can be defeated only when the full truth of everything that is for us confronts us and conquers the half-truth of fear and despair. When the full truth appears, those half-truths, our hearts will be confronted and strengthened. In other words, we can take heart. I want to tell you tonight, you might be saying to yourself, there is a deep, there is a deep situation. There is a situation when you look into it and you don't think it can be able to come to pass. Hallelujah. There is a situation in your life when you look into it, it becomes formless. I want to tell you, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was on the surface of the deep and God's spirit was hovering over the surface of the waters. This is the same situation that the servant of Elisha found himself. But God said, let there be light and there was light. Elisha said, let her see, open her eyes and the eyes were opened and the half truth was revealed. The Bible speaks to us the same way of discouragement again and again and again. It does not pretend that the problems are not there. It simply declares that there is more to see. It simply declares that there is more to see. When there is more to see, your eyes is when they are open. The Christian life is a fight for sight. If all we see is what is against us, the shackles of discouragement will keep us confound to the prison of despair. When we see that the one who is for us is greater than the one who is against us, our chains will fall off and our hearts will be free to hope again. Losing heart is easy when the chains of discouragement close tightly around our hearts and choke our hope. But we can take heart when the chains are gone and our hearts are set free again. We need to see the bigger picture. When we see 
The bigger picture is the key to unlocking the chains of despair. Elisha says, I'm not going to waste my time trying to encourage this person. But I want this person to see the bigger picture. I want to tell you today, I want to tell you right at this night, you are looking into your financial situation. You are looking into every problem. But I want you to see the bigger picture. Hallelujah. I want you to see the bigger picture. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, the dynamics of discouragement. We lose heart when we believe half truth because they remind us that there are real, there, there, there are real reasons to become discouraged. Those troubling facts feeling compelling when they stand on their own, it is easy to become overwhelmed by discouragement because the reasons are real. When the discouragement comes, it tells you there's no one who's standing with you. When the discouragement comes, it tells you that you are standing alone. When the discouragement comes, it tells you there's no one that can stand with you in this situation. You even want to forget the same people that are standing with you because you don't see the bigger picture. I was want to tell you, I have some news to share for you. But this news that I'm sharing with you are bad news and good news. The bad news is that our fallen world is full of many reasons to lose heart and they are easy to see. It does not take any special skill to recognize the reasons in our everyday lives. It does not take faith to become discouraged. We just have to take a look at some of the problems that plague us. Discouragement is a heaviness of heart that comes from feeling the weight of those problems piling up on us. But there is good news. The reason to take heart are greater than the reason to lose heart. In other words, we can defeat discouragement because it is only half truth. Hallelujah. You know, I, 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 I'm bringing this story in a situation where I'm saying, when I'm done with bringing this story, we are praying for financial breakthrough. But we cannot be able to pray for financial breakthrough when we don't know how to look and see when we need the financial breakthrough. Encouragement does not come from wishful thinking, but from seeing the totality of truth and embracing what is truly real. And I want us to go back to the story of Elisha and his servant. When they were surrounded by the armies, the enemy, Elisha said, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Second Kings chapter, 16, chapter 6 verse 16. In the same way, encouragement comes 
when we are convinced that the reason to be to take heart are greater than the reason to lose heart. When we recognize that these reasons are superior, we can take up the biblical battle, cry of hope. We do not lose heart. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1, now I have more bad news. Not only are the reasons to lose heart easy to see, but the reasons to take heart are harder to see. When discouragement is never automatic, no easy. It is a hard fought fight for sight. But why it is hard, like Elisha's servant, we are often painfully aware of what is against us, but woefully unaware of that is for us. Even though the reasons to take heart are greater than the reasons to lose heart, the, the, the former can often only be seen by faith, not by sight. By faith, not by sight. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. By faith, not by sight. This is where good news comes back into the picture. The reasons to take heart are actually more real than the reasons to lose heart. Now I know that it usually feels the opposite because the things that are physical, visible, can feel more solid and substantial than the promises of God. As we release the deliverance tonight in this financial breakthrough, I want you to look into this discouragement because discouragement has more lies. Because it is visible and the promises of God are invisible. You can only see them by faith. The Bible comes and deals with half-truth with this full truth. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18 then says, The things that are seen are transit, but the things that are unseen are eternal. The things we tangible see are temporal. The things we cannot see, eternal things, are ultimately more solid and substantially lasting. The bottom line is the fight of the sight is this. We lose heart when we lose sight of all that we have in Jesus Christ. We lose heart when we lose sight of all that we have in Jesus Christ. When we lose sight of Jesus, we see only half the picture we believe half-truth, and we are robbed of hope. But as we believers, we are called to fight back. Hallelujah. I want you to, to tell somebody that is sleeping and say, maybe you're sleeping on top of your finances. You're supposed to wake up. You're supposed to understand this truth. You're supposed to hear this truth before we even pray. You're supposed to know this truth. You are supposed to hear this truth. 
You need to tell somebody and say, can you please wake up because you need it. Listen to me. If we belong to Christ, how can we lose our hope? Because 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27, it says, the hope, it says, the hope of glory. Christ in us, the hope of glory. The fallen world we live in has many reasons to lose heart. But Jesus says to you and to me, take heart, I have overcome the world. That is the book of John chapter 16 verse 33. Before we pray, because we're going to pray as we go down towards 1 a.m. hour. Discouragement, it needs us to open our eyes. There are two crucial points of contents to understand. The first thing is that do not think of discouragement only in the individual terms. We are meant to defeat discouragement on our own. I'm convinced that we sometimes read verses like Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 the wrong way. Since we are surrounded by so great and a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Now what enters into your mind when you read this part? Too often we picture running a race all by ourselves. It is easy to understand why no one can run for us. This truth also applies to the Christian life. Each of us must run our own race. But this way of reading, the text misses the full truth. None of us runs alone. You and I share in a massive community of believers called the communion of saints. We are called in a community of agents, the angels of God. We can look around and see the power of the Holy Ghost that's around us. Listen to me. This is the reason why I'm waking up right at midnight and then I'm saying, I'm not going to sleep tonight because we need to carry each other. We need to say, we are entering the throne room of heaven. We need to say, we are praying for one another. If the Lord has revealed to me, has given me a revelation, what things that I must do, how to run with these things, I must carry yourself. I must carry you along with me. Hallelujah. Christ Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let me say a word to some of you who have joined this platform 
with deep wounds, deep wounds of discouragement, deep wounds of not finding anyone to stand with you, deep wounds of saying to yourself, when I look on the left and the right, I feel there's no one. Perhaps you are trying to fight a good fight and run the race with depth-seated trauma, brokenness, and depression. According to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, though you desperately try to combat discouragement by filling your mind with biblical truth, you still find that anxiety, panic, and fear constantly training, I mean, threatens to hijack your brain and body in ways that seems to overwrite anything you believe in your heart to be true. I want to tell you the Lord is going to heal your wound tonight. Jesus has made me to stay this night so that I can speak these words that are going to be the healer into your heart. Sometimes by whoopering and caring only what is negative, you are just saying to yourself, I'm blocking the wall. I'm not going to be healed. If what I've said, it describes your daily reality, then you may feel as if I am asking you to run a marathon with a broken leg or climb a fight of stairs in a wheelchair. The last thing I want is for you to feel condemned because you cannot run the race as fast as someone else. There's no shame in using clutches if you've got broken leg and wheelchair ramps are a wonderful gift from God. I believe that God has a powerful good gifts such as medication and God honoring clinically informed gospel saturated counsel for those who run the race of faith with conditions that seem to make everything harder. I am with you tonight. I want to tell you, I am with you tonight. I am with you tonight. As you're listening to this voice that is speaking to you right now, I'm saying there are many that surrounds you. Please allow the Lord to open your eyes. Hallelujah. I'm not coming up with a simplistic replacement for the specialized kinds of professional help that can address your, 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 your complexities of pain and trauma and the deep darkness. But I am bringing to you the truth of the word of God. I'm saying to you, the Lord is with you. Even right now, the chains are falling apart. Right now, as we speak, the chains are getting broken. I just want you to open your heart and I want you to say to yourself, my heart is opened. Glory to Jesus. Glory to the King of Kings. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Praise Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I want you to decree and declare that my heart is open. As you are opening your heart right now, discouragement is a fight of sight. We are going to say, stay away, discouragement from our hearts. We want to open our hearts to see Jesus Christ. The greatest of the Son of God is the fact that the moment it enters your heart, it fills it with peace. 
Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Praise God. And I want to tell you the reason why you cannot defeat discouragement is because you are using the wrong scale of measure. On a small scale, is that you take one little mistake and you make it a big thing. You look at the various problems that you encounter and then you see yourself unable to overcome. I want to tell you, you are an overcomer by birth. The problems that you encounter, they don't make you or they don't qualify you. You have been qualified far before. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You have been qualified far before anything can happen in your life. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Stunky, for those cups. May the good Lord continue to bless you and release the blessings upon you for that offering in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. If what we have is more than what we need, then we feel that the situation is hopeful. However, if what we have is not enough to cover what we want, then our hope takes a major hit. But I want to tell you, greater is the one that is with you than the one in the world. I'm about to pray with you right now. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I'm about to pray with you. I know Christ in you brings victory. The more you get closer to God, the better it happens. Thank you to Lani for that cup. Thank you to... to May the good Lord bless you tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to pray right now. I'm going to pray right now as we deal with this financial breakthrough time. Just the remaining 20 minutes. I still wanted to unpack discouragement. But I'm saying, I don't know what the Lord will do at 3 a.m. I don't know what the Lord will do at 5 a.m. As this is the time that the Lord might say to me, continue to pray. But I want to pray right now. I come in the name of Jesus. There's the resurrected Jesus, whose I am and whom I serve, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of everything in heaven and in things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. 
I affect and enforce God's original plans and purpose over and against the plans and purpose of Satan in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Discouragement, I say to you, you are not my portion, irrespective of the financial status. But right now, I call upon the angels who are bringing the financial breakthrough. And I said to them, they must come in numbers and deliver as they are directed by heaven. I decree and declare that in this battle, no intrinsic, no internal, no extrinsic, no external weapon, be emotionally, financially, socially, physically, psychologically, interpersonally, spiritually, or organizationally that is formed against us shall prosper in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I place upon myself the armor of the Lord to fight and the Lord is with me. The truth to cover my loins, the breastplate of righteousness to cover my heart and the chest cavity, the gospel of peace to cover my feet, the shield of faith to, def to defensively, offensively cover my body, the helmet of salvation to cover my head in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The word, uh, which is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, right now, it is covering me. Right now, the Lord Jesus Christ is with me. A rope of righteousness is covering me. The glory of God is my reward, according to Isaiah 58, verse 8. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. I decree and declare that the weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I pull down strongholds and cast down vain imaginations and every high thing that has been said against me. I break it right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every high thing that leads itself against the knowledge of Jesus Christ. My thoughts are now subject to the Lordship of Christ. My eyes are open. I am able to see the bigger picture. I speak that God's anointed anointing destroys every yoke in my life and that my soul, spirit, and body now function in the order to divine systems of the protocol in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I decree and declare that I am healed and spirit-filled. Sickness and disease are far from me in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I establish a divine parameters, boundaries and borders, legislation, and establish the laws of the kingdom of heaven to govern all activities within in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I overrule, disallow, and veto every diabolically sanctioned, subverting activity, injunction, directive, mandate, and order that opposes the will of the Lord within my life and ministry and my family and my associates. Heavenly Father, I nullify diabolical decisions and rulings concerning my ministry, my life, and the lives of my family members 
friends and associates in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I take control over the airways, galaxies, systems, spheres, stratospheres, hemispheres, atmospheres, realms, regions, and domains in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I dispossess master spirits and employ Michael, other archangels, and the angelic hosts to handle any satanic contention, disputes, strivings, and resistance concerning this injunction. Father, I thank you. I declare successful divine and angelic undertaking, underguiding, reinforcements and assistance according to your word in the book of Psalms 103 verse 20. Angels now excel in the strength to marshal and protect my personal property and possessions. Jehovah Gibo contend with those who contend with me fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for my help. Draw out also the spear and javelin and close up the way of those who pursue and persecute me. Clothe yourself in your garments of war. Master your devices. Gather your weaponry and ammunition from your divine arsenal. Make bright your arrows. Gather your shields and let vigilance be your ultimate goal as you overthrow the chariot horses of riders. Let the terror strike the hearts of my enemies and cause their hearts to fall. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I decree and declare that by now I am financially successful. I decree and declare that by now I run through troops and leap over walls. I decree and declare you are my God, the God who gives with me strength and make my way perfect in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It is you who makes my feet like heen's feet, giving me stability and giving me ability that I am able to stand firm and progress on the dangerous heights of the, of the testing and trouble. You set me securely upon my high places. You teach my hands to war and my fingers to fight, granting me supernatural strength and abilities so that my arms break bow of steel. You are my rock, my shield, and my strong tower. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You have equipped me with the shield of your salvation, and your right hand establishes me as a victor in the battle. Beat down the enemy. Give me his neck. Cause me to pursue and overtake them until they are wounded and consumed, falling at their feet, never to rise again. Establish my name in the heavenlies. Let the whole who them, those who hear me, submit and obey and carry, Lord, the prayers that I'm praying so that we can be a joint army that is taking these matters to heaven. I announce that it is you, Lord, who have blessed me. I announce it is you, Lord, that who have blessed me. Every financial breakthrough that has been closed right now, the chains and the shackles, they are breaking down the heavenly doors. They are opening up in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. 
Hallelujah, Lord. Glory to Jesus. Glory to the mighty name of God. I announce that it is you who have blessed me right now. And I believe wherever I walk, I will be blessed. I forbid and disallow further opposing activities of any satanic personalities with diabolical assignments concerning my life, ministry, and family, and my friends. I wage war with them right now. According to Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 14, I disapprove and prohibit any demonic interpretation and interference or resistance. According to the book of Daniel chapter 10, verse 1 to 13, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I resist Satan, contentions, intentions, provocations, and negotiations concerning my life, my soul, and my, 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 my properties, my, 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 my properties right now, my finances. I rise up above everything, and I say every principality, it is under my feet in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Abind satanic harassment and rebuke satanic concentration against my finances. I bring to a halt and prohibit all satanic surveillance against me in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I lift false burdens and remove feelings of heaviness, oppression, and depression. I cast them upon the Lord who sustains. I shall not be moved in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Glory to Jesus. I decree and declare that by the anointing, all covenant contracts, chains, fetters, bondages, pro proclivities, and captivities that are contrary to the opposed and hinder the fulfillment of God's original plan and purpose are broken. I am liberated from generational and satanic demonic alliances, allegiances, soul ties, spirits, of in, 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 in terrence and curses, I serve them by the sword of the Spirit and the word of God, the blood of Jesus. I speak to my DNA and declare that I am free from any and all influences passed down from generation to another, biologically, socially, emotionally, psychologically, physiologically, spiritually, or by any other challenge unknown to me, but God knows it. I resist every evil that is blocking my finances in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Father, tonight. In this remaining 10 minutes, I want us to enter the courts of heaven as we take our finances, as we take our careers, as we take our breakthroughs. Hallelujah. I want us to enter the courts of heaven by the power of the living God. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I know some of you are saying we are tired. Yes, we are tired. But we've got to make it. We've got to make it. We've got to make it. Hallelujah. I want to tell you one thing tonight. <clears throat> As we pray for financial breakthrough, reconcile with God. 
by making sure if you are not paying your tithes, I want you to repent from not paying your tithes. Reconcile with God, with your tithes, vows and offerings before really saying to yourself, I'm going to enter into the financial breakthrough. We will pray tonight, but I want you to ask for forgiveness from God. If you are not really offering your tithes, if you are not releasing your offerings, I want you to ask for forgiveness. I want you to repent. Let me tell you, these prophetic declarations that we're going to make, we are making them seriously. We are making them seriously because they are taking us from one level to another level. And I want you to give you, I want to give you about two scriptures that you must really meditate on them. I want to give you these scriptures. And I want you to read these scriptures. Hallelujah. I want you to read these scriptures because we are about to pray. We are about to pray. Praise Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I, I'm, I'm being honest when I'm saying to you, you don't have to stop to pray right now. But I want you to take a commitment with God and say, Father, I want to repent from not offering my tithes at the right time. But right now, I am praying for my financial breakthrough. I want you to take the scriptures very serious. The book of Malachi chapter 3 verse 10, Proverbs 22 verse 29, Psalm 84 verse 11 to 12. In the book of Psalms 23 verse 1 and 6 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We're going to pray right now. And I want, you to, I want to ask you a very honest fact that you must really ask for forgiveness and repent. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Don't give up now. Don't give up now. Right? Don't give up now. We're about to pray. Don't give up right now. We are going to pray this prayer. Financial breakthrough declarations. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So many of you, I'm no longer seeing you on the screen. I am praying, but I'm looking at the screen. I'm looking at your names. I'm looking who is rolling in the screen because as I look at the screen and pray, I need to be having your name as I pray. I'm praying for financial breakthrough. We're going to make financial declarations. Hallelujah. Some people, they started, but they slept on the way as we were starting. Praise God. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. 
the wealthy name of Jesus Christ. The wealthy name of Jesus Christ. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord my provider, the covenant-keeping God, the great possessor of heaven and earth, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I believe that life and death are in my tongue. I believe that I make this confession with the power in my tongue, and I shall prosper in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Heavenly Father, as my eyes are looking to the screen and reading the names of these people, as I declare and decree my connection with them and connection with heaven is getting successful, I boldly confess any sin of disobedience that I've committed consciously and unconsciously. My Lord, have mercy on me and forgive me. I destroy every sin of untithing. I destroy every sin of not offering in my life and the life of those who are my associates in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I receive the power to overcome this sin. The sin, therefore, sin shall not have dominion over us. I receive the spirit of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to succeed in life. I receive the grace to be a faithful tither. I receive the supernatural anointing for financial breakthrough tonight in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Therefore, I reject the spirit of laziness and the tendency to enjoy without working in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I break loose myself from every curse of financial bondage. I reject financial burials. I bind every evil word spoken against my finances. I uproot by the power of God every seed of poverty growing in my finances. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I release myself from every conscious and unconscious covenant with the spirit of poverty. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, every paralyzed feeding on my on my finances is roasted by the fire of the Holy Ghost. Every parasite feeding in my bank account right now, you are receiving the fire of God. Every demonic spirit sharing my money before I receive it, be bound permanently in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every serpent and scorpion of poverty in my finances, drop and die right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I command every cake worm in my finances to receive the fire of destruction. Die, burn in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Arrows of devourer fired into my finances. Lose your hold over my finances and go back to your sender in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The yoke of financial holocaust is broken in my life. I declare my freedom from the spirit of financial debt, lack, and want. I pull down every principality power working against my success, my financial breakthrough. I walk out from the realm of poverty into the realm of ending all round prosperity in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I am a line crosser. I cross the line of financial failure into the land of financial abundance. I am a line crosser. I cross the line of financial failure into the land of financial abundance. I command my entire finances held captive locally or abroad to be released to me 
right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I am a barrier breaker. I break the barrier of financial prosperity in my life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I lose the angels of God to go and bring prosperity and funds into my finances. Right now, my bank account, it is open to receive the finances of miracles. God's magnetic power that attracts and keeps wealth is deposited into my finances in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Jesus, my hands are anointed for financial and the material breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Jesus, I shall not labor in vain again as the sea never runs dry of water. My hands and bank accounts will never run dry of money. Jesus, I shall lend to nations and never borrow again. My head and my hand are anointed for all around prosperity, which makes anything I touch to turn to gold. Glory to Jesus. I am anointed for the supernatural favor. Everywhere I go concerning my finances, I shall be favored in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In times and seasons of financial dryness are, are over in my life. I am financial buoyant in Christ Jesus. I am now a financial giant. I am enjoying his divine increase every day in Jesus' mighty name. This is my payday blessings. I shall be decorated with material and financial blessings. I confess that all my euro pound, sterling rands, dollars, articles will locate me. Lord, I believe your word. I am a faithful tither. I stand in my word. I am a faithful offerer. I stand in my word. Thank you for immeasurable blessings that are poured upon my life. I know it is done. Thank you, Jesus. I shall have what I have declared tonight in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We thank you, Father. We thank you for this time. We thank you, glory to God. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, Saints, chapter 4, verse 7, today, I mean today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart. If you will hear his voice tonight and you want to repent from not being a faithful offerer, not being a faithful tither, I am ready to stand with you in prayer. I want you to send me an email. VJ Prayer Ministry at Gmail. I want to stand with you. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21, your ears shall hear a word behind you, saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whatever you turn to the right hand or whatever you turn to the left, hear the word of the Lord today. I want to stand with you in prayer. I want to stand with you in prayer. I want you to send that email. VJ Prayer Ministry at gmail.com. I want to pray with you. If you have heard the word, 
The Bible says, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. I want your eyes to be much more opened wider. I want your eyes to be opened much more wider. Don't take this for granted. It is your time. It is your turn. The time of playing church in your life has come to an end. This is the time. So I see Elevate almost like mental exercise. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I want to tell you right now that the greatness of God is about to happen in your life. As I'm closing, Psalm 16, verse 11, you will show me the path of life and your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forever. God bless you, Stanky. Stunky. God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you. 